0: G'day and kaya and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners. My name is Glenn and I'm the owner and director of the Australians Teach English Institute and I am on Wadandi Noongar land at the moment in the southwest of Western Australia. And And recently I've had a little bit of a little bit of trouble getting my recordings up. I have actually been a little bit crook. You might notice it in my voice that I'm still a little bit croaky. I still have a little bit of a, th- a frog in my in my throat. So to to help me talk about this and other things today is my friend and co-host Oriana. How are you today, Oriana?
1: Hello, Glenn. Um, well. I'm kind of sleepy because I've slept all day, but I'm
0: really really good. So, so when we're recording, well, it's just been the, it's just been the the, the very long, another very long weekend in Argentina. Hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Four day weekend. Yes. Yeah. On Friday we had a holiday and today was a holiday too. Uh, Yes. Great.
0: (laughs) So, so if, if, if there if there's anything that Argentina has a lot of, it's definitely public holidays. Lots, lots of public holidays.
1: Yeah, it's certainly, it's
0: some, something that kind of annoyed me when I was when I was teaching a lot because there would be so many cancellations all, all of the time. Almost every week there would be a cancellation because of public holidays. <laughs> but have have you been well, Oriana? Have you been crook recently?
1: Um. I think so. Yeah.
0: You've, you've been well or you've been crook recently?
1: Um. No, I've been well.
0: You've been well. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. So, so from your perspective, what do, what do you think crook means?
1: Um, like, mm, I don't know, kind of messy.
0: What do you mean kind of messy?
1: Well, not messy, messy, but. <laughs>
0: not Leonel Messi.
1: No, okay. but I don't know, like disorganized or
0: no. Maybe? That's not what it means at all. No. Well,
1: I I heard that word one time.
0: <laughs> so to uh, be yes. crook, what, what one meaning of to be crook is to be sick, and so that's that's the meaning that uh, I'm talking about in the in the last few weeks that I have been a little bit sick. But we use this word in, in many, many different ways in Australia as well. And it gets used in, in different ways, in, in different versions of English as well. So, if I was to say crook to, to a sepo, to a, to a Yankee, someone from the United States, or even someone from England, do you know what they think I might be talking about? Mm, crocodiles? No. <laughs> That's a crook.
1: Well, it sounds similar.
0: <laughs> kind of. Kind yeah, of it but a, does. But, a, but a crook, a crook in 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 some forms of English or the primary definition would be a criminal. So if someone is hmm. is a crook, they are they are a criminal. But if we are crook, we are sick. We can use it in that sense, though, that someone is a crook. We can also use it in a way that means something is wrong. So Mm. we could say, oh, that's a bit crook. And so if if I was to say to you now that you know a little bit about the word crook, something is a little bit crook. What would you think that might mean?
1: That something's not good.
0: Yeah, that something's not right. That something, that something isn't isn't working well or shouldn't be happening like that. Mm. So we can talk about situations being crooked as well. As well. Yeah. So so then we we have we we use this uh, in. In other ways, so the word crook. So we might say as as crook as a dog, as sick as a dog. I'm not sure why we use dogs for this in, dog, in English.
1: Dogs are not really used to get sick.
0: No, they're pretty resilient creatures. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know why we would be we would be using it like that. <laughs> we would be be saying by hook or by crook. That would be by by getting something by unlawful means, by doing doing something any way that you possibly can, by hook or by crook. Mm. And then we have other expressions for being sick or or being in, injured. So to be sick, we might be under the weather. To be injured, we might have words like or expressions like in the wars, a bit banged up, a bit battered, all of these things. We could use as well. So mm-hmm. luck luckily I I well I did have the rona I had to stay in ISO for for a week but luckily it wasn't particularly serious. Do you do you have any questions about about health in Australia or or my um, experiences or anything like that Ariana? Well
1: yeah, a lot. Uh, I don't know anything about health in Australia uh, but how would you say that? How different, let's say, it's from the system in Argentina.
0: Yeah, so so it it is fairly different, and it is fairly different from from a lot of systems around the world. So probably the one thing that people will notice uh, when they come to Australia, if they get if they get sick, uh, then your first your first option is to go to what we call a GP or a general practitioner and so these are the people that will write your prescriptions for medication and and so on they they will they will look after your what we call your general health so in a lot of places around the world if you get sick you just go to the hospital and there will be a, there will be a doctor there to treat you but that's not how it how it is in australia Hmm. Obviously, if you've broken your leg or broken your arm, then yes, you do go to the hospital and you go to what we call the the emergency department and and often often you might not even see a doctor there if it is something like a broken arm, the doctor will probably just order an x-ray, say yes, it's broken, and then the nurses will actually do all the all no the job. rest of the job they will actually put it in a cast or, or, or what have you and you'll barely even see a doctor. But yes, if you are just sick or you need a checkup or you need medication, then the general practitioner is the way to go. Mm. Uh yeah,
1: it sounds convincing. And, it can be um... Yeah, it, but is it public, like here in Argentina?
0: So we have um, we have two streams of of healthcare in Australia, just like in some some place in the world, like in Argentina. So we have have the public system and we have the private system. So if you go to the public system, then you can be treated for for free, and depending on depending on your visa application and which country you are from, you may or may not be eligible for, for free treatment as well. So a lot of European countries will have an agreement with Australia that lets uh, the people have uh, what we call the Medicare, the free healthcare in Australia. So if you're, mm-hmm. if you're applying as a, for a work and holiday visa from from a European country, you can often get the free healthcare that us as Australian citizens and permanent residents can get as well. But it it depends on a country-by-country country basis and the agreements between the countries.
1: Hmm. And do you agree, like, with this system or do you think that it could be better?
0: Mm. So- so one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems that we have is that going to, for example uh, a doctor can be quite expensive. So at the moment I'm applying for for my visa to go overseas, so I have to go and get tests and, and what have you from from the doctor and and that can be expensive. That, so that's about forty dollars every time I go and see the doctor and it might only yeah. be a, it might only be a five or six minute visit. So it is it is expensive, um, and that is a general problem in, in most systems around the world that going to see a doctor is prohibitively expensive. The government pays for some of it, <clears throat> um, but not all of it. And so you're still left with what we call a gap, and you have to pay... The difference, and yes, mm. obviously, if you're if you're earning minimum wage, if you're not earning a lot of money, then that can get in the way of you actually seeking treatment. In terms of the public health system, the public health system, to me, has been very good in general. So, um, in in a couple of the times where I've had emergencies and I've had emergency surgery and so on. Um, that, that they have looked after me very well. Mm. Um, so I've been stitched up, I've had a broken nose from playing cricket, all that sort of <laughs> all that sort of stuff, and they've tr- looked after me really, really, really well in, in general. The, the, the problem with the, the public health system is then waiting for well, it's the same with most healthcare systems around the world is, is waiting for surgery. So I hurt my knee quite badly about well more than 10 years ago now, and I broke my leg at the same time. It was a pretty ordinary injury. And so I had to wait a long, 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 long time to actually see a surgeon in the, in the public health system, and I ended up just using the private surgeon instead. Because
1: it was going to yeah. be. A lot, well, a lot here in Argentina, quicker. we have like the same problem. Uh, for example, I had two friends that they had problems in. Uh, how is this uh, organ named? Like the one that is really close to the liver?
0: Oh, like the gallbladder?
1: The one that usually makes rocks, let's say?
0: Yeah, the gallbladder. <laughs> yeah, that's the gallbladder. Well, oh, what, 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 how do we say that in Spanish?
1: vesicula.
0: Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it makes what we call gallstones. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um well they have trouble with that, that they well wasn't functioning correctly, let's say. Um at one at one of them they already already made the surgery to take it off, let's say, but it delayed a lot a lot. But a lot. And uh, to another friend they they just didn't give her like let's say a oh an appointment to take it out because they, the hospital was like exploded, let's say of people yeah, so it's like really difficult sometimes to to get into a surgery in the the public system
0: yeah so so usually what what happens is that um you go into a list, and then your most all of the life-threatening surgeries are ranked are ranked highest. This is how it happens in Australia, at least. Hmm. And so, um, anything that is not um, going to endanger your life, they will put at the at the back of the, the back of the list. So, so if you damage if you damage cartilage in your knee or your shoulder or whatever, yes, it's it's painful, but no, it's not going to you're not going to you're die. Going from
1: to it. die, yeah.
0: So what happens is that you unfortunately get put to the the back of the list, and people that need heart operations, gallbladder operations, all of these sorts of things, cancer operations get put to the to the top of the list, yeah. and and in Australia, this is a bit of a problem. We have a very long waiting list. And so you'll hear at election time all of the time that the, the political parties have different policies for you know trying to reduce this so-called waiting list, <clears throat> but it never seems to actually get any shorter. And especially now mm-hmm. that we've got a, a really old population, an aging population, this is a, a really big problem. Because unfortunately, if if an 80-year-old breaks their hip, falls over and breaks their hip, that can actually be a a life-threatening injury compared to you having a cartilage problem when you're 20 or 30, unfortunately. So that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Tough titties, as we might say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can be. Um, Well... Uh, I heard you had COVID mm-hmm. these days. Uh, how had you been with that?
0: So I was very lucky. Um, so I had one one day of of fever and and just feeling very very tired. Um, but apart from that, I had two days. Where I lost my voice completely and I couldn't talk, <laughs> and and since since then, the last week and a half, I've basically been recovering my voice, and it's still not a hundred percent, but that's the, but that's the, uh, the only symptom that I really had. I've been able to exercise, I haven't lost any of my fitness, um, which is pretty pretty lucky compared to a, a, a lot of people. Uh, so that <laughs> so that's, that was basically my experience. And I, I don't know, I still think that perhaps I had it in Argentina, maybe after my first first vaccination, um, because, you know, that the tiredness and that feverish feeling were very similar. The only difference with this one was that I, I lost my voice completely, but luckily I haven't had any any other ma- major changes. <clears throat> That's perhaps another thing that I should say, about our, our healthcare system is is this year most of the states I think all of the states are starting to give away free free flu vaccines. So this is a, a change. Usually we used to have to pay twenty or thirty dollars to to get a flu vaccine, but this year it's free. So this sort of stuff is is changing as well. Bef- before I left Australia, I had to spend hundreds of dollars on on vaccinations. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in Argentina, a lot of it is actually... A lot of this sort yeah, of stuff yeah. is just free regardless. All of
1: the obligatory vaccines are free, let's Yeah, say. yeah. You don't have to just... pay for a vaccine, at least that... For example, for the flu vaccine, um, I had to pay because I'm not in the group, let's say, of risk. Uh... Uh, there, there's only, I don't know, people that don't have... That they have, sorry, uh, heart problems, or
0: yeah, over sixty-five, or, or yeah, whatever it
1: they is. are under sixty-five, of less than two years, pregnant women, etc.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. So, For so when day. it when when so when it comes to getting sick in Argentina, what 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 is the process, and what and what sounds like the difference in the process between Australia and, and Argentina.
1: Um. Well, if you get sick, let's say you usually go to the hospital, um, uh, like an emergency part, and you have to be with a um. How can I say that? Yeah, like a general doctor. Let's mm-hmm. say, um. Well, and he will give you some medicines or whatever or if it's like out of uh, let's say out of his sleeve for example uh, he's going to give you an appointment with another doctor or if it is really urgent they are going to ta- take you to another doctor that's like more specialized yeah
0: so or, we so a specialist
1: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but that's like the the process in general that is quite similar to yours
0: yeah so so probably one of the big differences in in a lot of countries is that you can go straight to a specialist doctor and then get and arrange an appointment directly with the with the specialist doctor but in in australia um you have to go to the what we call the gp and then they have to refer you. They have to write a referral to the specialist doctor. So that is one, one difference between Australia and some other systems. Um, and I and I know this confuses a lot of people when they when they get to Australia that they they ask for um, particular specialists to go and see. Like gynecologist is is a, is a common one, um, but you actually have to go to a, a general practitioner first to then get a referral to, to the specialist. Again, mm-hmm. that's a little bit controversial because it means that um, it's slower to go and see the specialist and it also means it's more expensive because then you have to go and pay, to see the doctor, and you might only see him for five or six minutes and then you have to pay $40 or more. And really, it doesn't seem to be particularly relevant in a lot of cases. Um, what, what about when, when getting sick in, in Argentina and South America, what are, what are some old wives tales about recovering from things like flu and, and the cold and stuff like this?
1: Um, well, when we have a flu or something, we use uh big vapor. That's number one. Let's say you are going to recover or you're going to recover. Um, well also some uh, let's say vapor vapor yeah from-
0: so like steam putting like eucalyptus oil in some steam and yeah,
1: like giving some bath with really hot water in order to uh let's say clean the clear
0: out your sinuses and your throat and everything
1: yeah yeah yep. uh that's like the two things that we we do a lot um but I think that the the most common one is to to use a big big paper up or in teas. You also what, have like what
0: was like that, that old what was that old wives' tale about? Like I can't remember exactly what it what it was, but having like a little bit of string or a little bit of tape and then pulling it or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about here?
1: Um. I don't think so. No,
0: I must be imagining things.
1: <laughs> no, maybe, uh, or maybe I don't know it, or you are not playing yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah. I pr- I, no, I should I should research it before because I, I I can't remember exactly what it, what it was, um. But but anyway, it's definitely an old an old wives' tale from 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 Argentina that right and. About getting getting recovering from from being sick, yeah, and I think in in Australia it, it's very very similar. Lots of lots of tea, you know, lemon lemon tea, or chicken soup is another is another common one.
1: Oh, delicious, chicken yeah,
0: chicken soup or and the Vicks vapor rub. I certainly remember a lot of Vicks vapor rub when I was a when I was a kid. And of mm. course, the steam, with especially here with eucalyptus oil or well, tea tree oil, is a is a common one. So, are there any other are there any expressions that you would use that are similar to how we use crook?
1: Um, maybe está de cama.
0: So you're you're in you're in bed.
1: You're in bed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like está pestado Hmm. um let me check in my mind no i think those two are the ones that at least in my family we use a lot.
0: What's what's that what's that word descompuesto?
1: Discompuesto, yeah but that's more when you have like stomach issues, let's say intestinal uh, trouble.
0: Okay <laughs> So that's a specific, I never knew that one. I thought that was just just sick in general.
1: No, no, no. Uh, it's when you have like intestinal problems, let's say.
0: Okay. Alrighty.
1: Uh, but no, no. I, those two are the ones that in my family we use. Let's
0: okay. All right. A- any other final questions that you have about healthcare in Australia?
1: Um, I still have a lot, but I don't know if our listeners would like to hear. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So this is one yeah. of the common things that, that that people when they're moving to Australia, they want to, Are they asking? Want to know, they're ask, asking a lot about this. Yeah.
1: Um, how do you do with medications and pharmacies and all those stuff?
0: Yeah, so <laughs> so your your best bet probably is to actually bring as much of your medication as you can with you. That would be my, that would be my first recommendation because it will be almost guaranteed to be cheaper than it is in, in Australia. But but after that, it is all about going to your general practitioner and your doctor and and getting them to write your prescription for what you need. That is basically um, how, we, how we do it. And then the pharmacies operate just like they do anywhere else in the world. You go to the pharmacy with a note from the doctor and And
1: them. do you have any medication that you can just go and buy or everything has to be prescripted?
0: Yeah, so, so each year it's getting harder to, to buy um, medication, what we would call over-the-counter medication. You can buy things like Panadol over the counter, and or paracetamol over the counter, and mm. ibuprofen as well over the counter. Um, but we used to be able to buy lots of things with codeine in them. <laughs> but because 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 codeine is quite an addictive substance. They've basically stopped it so that you can't actually buy a lot of that stuff over the counter anymore. You have to get it on prescription. Hmm. So that's a bit of a bit of a thing that that over the years there's less and less stuff that you can actually buy over the counter. Yeah. Any any other questions?
1: Um. No. No.
0: All righty. So, so if anyone else out there in listener land has any any questions about about healthcare in Australia, it is a very broad topic. Um, but we hope hope that's given you a little bit of an overview about how the health health system works in Australia, and if you get sick, then then what you need to do and the processes that you need to take. So usually for from, from most of the time, most of your your medical queries, you need to go to, to a general practitioner, a GP. Unless, unless it is a real emergency, uh, then probably don't go to the hospital because you might be waiting there for, for quite a long time. Unless, of course, it is an obviously urgent thing like a broken bone or you're bleeding or or anything like that, in which case you do go to the emergency department. And depending on where you apply from for, for your visa to Australia, especially for those applying for work working holiday visas, then check check the, your, your status with the Medicare system. Most of the time, well, I think all of the time, regardless of where you are from with the working holiday, you have to apply with medical insurance anyway. So So make sure you understand the policies and what that entitles you to do, because often it doesn't cover things like surgeries. It may only cover mm-hmm. it may only cover uh, your cost when you go to the emergency department at hospital. So shop around, get a good deal for, for what you actually need. And if you are playing sport, if you do plan on playing sport here in Australia, competitive sport, it is probably worthwhile actually getting something uh, that does cover for, for a higher level of, of injury in case you are in the wars and, and break something that requires fixing with a surgeon. So I look forward to hearing your feedback out there all our listeners out there if you have any questions or any queries about australia's healthcare system get in touch but i hope you guys out there are not crook that you are feeling very very well and we will we will hear from you and we will speak to you again soon so from us here at the australians teach english podcast the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners it's us saying goodbye goodbye
1: goodbye
0: Nos vemos. Ciao.
1: <laughs> For more
0: information about the Australians Teach English Institute, go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Australians Teach English.